drifting. What do you mean drifting? The cars are life. The tires are slick. When you drift, if you ain't out of control, you ain't in control. I don't remember him saying that in the movie. Still need a dictionary? Did you say that in the movie? I don't remember. Side of the world. Maybe? I remember that scene. A new style of racing. I love that they got the music voice guy to do the voiceover. Oh yeah, his super southern accent. Maybe I've just been in the wrong place. <laughs> speed speed needs. needs. What does it need? No. It, no. Speed needs no translation. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, that was the guy who died. Yeah. Okay, nice. That was Welcome to Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh Fast and Furious drifting Tokyo style. <laughs> you know, people say that this was the worst one, but I definitely liked it better than Fast and Furious Too Fast Too Furious. Sorry, I should get their names right. Too Fast Too Furious was by far the worst one so far. I mean we're only three deep, so but like this was just a better story. Also, there's just okay. Do you want my like like my my Cole's notes hot takes for this movie? Let's go for it. Let's attack it. There's no weird police stuff, so there's no like me having to rant about how terrible law yeah. enforcement is in this movie. I think they just cut the police out entirely. I know they're not even in the they're movie. They're not even. I mean, there's there's his dad who's in the army or like ex army ex army, but he was wearing his no, I don't know. I think because he's he's. It's supposed to be like, how do we show that this guy was a military dad who was kind of a bum without actually giving him lines or dialogue or scenes? Right. Okay. So didn't really get that, but that's fine. I knew he was, there was tangentially military involved somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, little, it's not little Bow Wow. He's Bow Wow now. Bow Wow. He's listed it. as Bow Wow. Very happy But about he's playing that. a high schooler, so... Yeah, that's the weird part is, is none of these people are young enough to be in high school. They're all like in their they're all twenty five. Um uh weird guy As not soon as you saw the the lead guy, you're like, Oh, it's him in the first shot. You're like, it's that guy. Yeah, he's in I think is it NCIS? Um He was in No Sling New Orleans. Blade. He's in NCIS New Orleans. He's in NCIS. He's like a regular he's he's the As main Christopher cast. LaSalle. Yeah. He's in like every episode, so that guy also Ooh, sort he's of. He's also going to come back as in Furious Seven. Watch out! Spoiler alert. Um, but anyway, so like he's in it. Um, one of the sons from Home Improvement is in it briefly at the beginning, and uh, it's really interesting to see that he's um, really moved over to be kind of like always the bad jock guy. And like every movie that I see him now, I approve. <laughs> um, 
There was one other thing. Um, oh, they have the car stunts are back. They're car not. They're, are there's back not an in intense amount of like CGI racing in this. There is a little bit, um, but they there's hide like it better. yeah, there's like less like cutting between pedals and stuff like that, yeah. and like actual like car stunts are happening. There's like actually car rolls and obviously like that kind of stuff, well, which I think drifting. yeah, and and very very good drifting. I think it was really great. Um, there was a sequence there which I could not. I would actually like to. Yeah, this one of those like I would like to do research, but I won't. But there was the sequence where there's four cars driving right behind each other, like right on top of each other. And yeah. that was when he was drifting with the girl, I think. With the love interest? Yeah. yeah. And she was leading the four cars. And they were drifting within a foot of each other's fender. And that was like, I couldn't tell if that was a stitched together shot or if they were just doing synchronized driving. Because if that was synchronized driving, that was really impressive. Those four cars all within... Yeah. Within lit- under a meter of each other. They're also really the fact close. that we can't tell whether it was real or CGI. Like congratulations. Good job, Fast and Furious. Yeah. Much more interesting. I noticed they did th- they did a couple of cutaways, but they were much less much less intrusive. And it was much for someone who doesn't drive like me. I g- had no idea. I was thinking about like, do those cutaways to the to the shifting gears and pedals and everything does that actually make sense like if i was a really avid driver would i be like oh that's him like downshifting that's him upshifting like would i know that i couldn't tell but in this movie they did it because they're hitting the e-brakes to do their drifts and stuff and mm-hmm. they're showing that so like it was enough cutaway for me to be like oh that's him doing that cool driving technique that he's doing and i don't have to understand it but like i felt like i was part of the story as opposed to just yeah. the random cutaways yeah, I agree. Also, like, uh, the acting, I think, was slightly better in this in terms of, like, we don't... Ha- like, the weird part about uh, Too Fast, Too Furious is you'd have these cutaways and you'd cut away to their face, but their face wasn't, per- like, wasn't showing any emotion and it was just, like, boring. Well, On here, like, screen? the cutter- cutaways yeah. are a little bit, I think, just, like, better done and, yeah. like, better acted in terms of that. Um, and there's just, like, way... M- there's just way less of them. Like, we don't need that. It's kind of a boring storytelling thing i mean you, you get it because it's using to hide like cuts and like like setups and things like that so like it makes sense but like i'm just glad that like the oh yeah um i'm just glad that the the car stunts are back and also spoiler alert at the very end vin diesel shows up and that that's the <laughs> best part of the whole movie I, I, was, I was i did not know that that was a thing and uh i was very excited when it finally happened and uh, that's what makes it also better than the second one, because Vin Diesel is in it, even just for a moment. Even just at the very end. Yeah. So Shad Shad Moss, who was Bow Wow, mm-hmm. he was in it. And Sung Kang, who plays Han. Han. And this is like... He was great. I really liked him. Han was great. When Khan died, you were like, oh, this movie's shit now, because the only character I care about is dead. Well, he was he was really the only interesting one. Like, do you know how many movies I have to watch with like sad white boys being sad and like angsty? Like all all movies, all of them. And like like Han was interesting because he like had this, um, he had kind of this underground attitude. You could tell he had like a really interesting backstory, and you kind of just like wanted to know more about him. And uh, he was also kind of like like risky in this really interesting way, uh, where he like just like right when he met 
um, the main character. I don't even remember the main character's name because he's boring. Um, uh, his name is obviously Sean Boswell. Sean Boswell. Sorry. <laughs> Still standard. What is it? Brian O'Donnell in the other one? Like O'Connell. O'Connell, whatever. Still boring white guy name. Um, he gave him his keys to go. He's like, here, take my car. I want to see what you're doing. And then he had kind of had this thing where he was like, yeah, I really need to know somebody's character. And I need like good people in my life. And I was like, what happened to you? Like, who hurt you? Like, what's going on? Like, tell me more. Um, and you never really get to see that. But it was, like, Han was definitely the most interesting character. And I'm very upset that they killed him off because I was really hoping he was going to come back and come to America to do Well, more let me Fast tell you, Furious. you're not the only person who's upset that Han dies. You were not the only person. Um, so much so that the next film, Fast and Furious, 2009, mm-hmm. Han comes back. And in the next movie, Fast Five, Han comes back. In the next movie, Fast Six, Han comes back. And then the next movie... Oh, he's in a video game, a Fast and Furious uh, video game. Let's see, does he come back for seven? I think six... Okay, now you're just spoiling this for me. Well, we're just on IMDb. Bit. We're on IMDb. But it looks like Han actually does come back for the next three films. Okay, like, I'm really happy about that. Which is great, yeah. Um, but now I'm, I don't get to have that moment of surprise like I did with Vin Diesel. Sorry, yeah, this is this what happens as we get we start to wade hip deep into the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah. We start knowing um, too much about it. Maybe one day we'll get an interesting woman. And Michelle Rodriguez might come back as a fully fledged character. And like that's really what I'm waiting for here. I think that's what she's holding out on her contract negotiations about. Give me an actual Give like me character. character. Yeah. Or Suki. I'm I'm here if Suki comes back. I Doubt love Suki. Doubt that. I think what are you talking about? She could just be like Ludacris's like girlfriend and just be really ador- True. adorable. And so maybe a fully fledged character because she's actually a really good mechanic and like is a driver. So Fast and Furious, it did stick to its um it's like finding its like core brand elements. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorites was at a certain point they're like, Okay, we gotta do this thing, we gotta solve it and like it's like, and how are you gonna do that? <laughs> We're gonna race. <laughs> it's like, yep. All solutions via driving. Um, we have our lead white guy from the South, who they doubled down on the Southern guy this time. Instead of Paul Walker being like, oh, he's a white guy who's like kind of from the South, maybe. This guy was like, let's slather that accent on thick. I think he's actually from the South, though. I think that's his actual accent. Totally fine. I have no problem with that. But they just definitely doubled down on the South. They're like, we want someone who's even more Southern. A white guy who's even more Southern. And then what we're going to do is we're going to bring back our, like, black buddy character who's just, like, a staple. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've gone from, in three films, we went from Ja Rule to Ludacris to Bow Wow, which is kind of interesting. Um, our ethnically ambiguous woman became, uh, I don't even know yeah. because IMDb has, like, a terrible, is it Neela? Neela, yeah. The um, woman from Australia. Right, she was this. Which okay, can we talk about something for a moment? Because like she's in this movie, and her backstory is that like her mother came to Japan and started working in a hostess bar, and then she died somehow. And then like the Yakuza's uh, nephew, um, his grandmother took her in, which kind of makes them siblings, but they're also dating in this movie, and it's awkward. It's like a super porn fantasy. But he's also gross, so therefore, like he he's is an also evil guy, gross. So he's not allowed to be but with like, w- like, 
And that's like that. I mean, I guess it gives her like motivation to like stay with him even when she doesn't want to because she Mm -hmm. like kind of feels like she owes the family something. But it's weird. Like it's really weird. And he's like super possessive over her and all this stuff. I was like, like, dude, you could go be a model somewhere. Like, what are you doing? Whoever wins the race wins me. (laughs) Oh my god. That was surprising. I was like, wow, we're still deep in this type of world. We're still deep in this like ownership thing. Because they, they did that in the first movie, right? That was the whole first movie. It's like, if you win, you get her too, right? Like yeah, with Ja Rule's yeah. partner, girlfriend. Girlfriend who offered another girl, but then yeah. he lost and was like, And then she you. was like, no. Yeah. Don't touch me, you loser. So we so we still have the white lead guy. We have um, a rapper. Like basically, there's like there's just like a spot open for a rapper to come in. Yeah. It looks like there's like the rapper spot. There's like the hot woman spot who can't be too white, but can't be too ethnic. She has mm-hmm. to be somewhere in between there. Um, we have our lead white guy, Vin Diesel showed back up, but Han kind of played that. Han was the bad Vin Diesel guy character. with a heart of gold. Maybe that's why I liked him so much. Right? Because he's like, he's like the kind of bad guy, but he's a good heart. And he's like, has honor and all that sort of thing. I also just think he did a really good job like as an actor. Like I was, I was. It was an interesting, like he played it very well. Cause he's, yeah. he's like powerful. He's charismatic. He like, seems like he cares about the he future. He, he was a little bit, I was actually a little bit like, is this guy trying to like make a power move or something? Like it was, I felt like, it could have gone more into a different entire story of like, is this Han guy just trying to play the white kid and set up the white kid to take a fall so that Han can like fill a power vacuum or something? Like I felt like it could have been a lot more uh, mischievous or um, something like that. Less honorable. But as it was, I think he was just trying to race pink slips and not have to pay 50% tax. Or he was just like staying close to that guy so that he wouldn't have to pay tax with the Yakuza, right? That was the money yeah, he was stealing. Yeah, because his uncle's shop or something like that was on the other guy's, un- like the Yakuza territory. So he was trying to like make it so he would... His uncle? His uncle was Yakuza. No, his uncle was Yakuza, the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Han's uncle or mother or something like that, he had some sort of family business on that Yakuza territory. And so he was just kind of like trying to help... Um, his family to have like less hassle with the Yakuza. And he does that by like kind of serving. I don't remember his name. The Yakuza nephew, who's also just like not great on like many levels. Oh, I thought DK. DK, right. Um, I thought that uh, Han was just partnered with DK and like that was the business. I didn't think there was like a family business, but. Well, there was one moment where he was like, yeah, so, uh, well, like, because he was like, because um, white guy asked Han, I'm just going to call him white guy for yeah, now. Yeah, that's basically what um, it is. White guy asked Han, um, why do you, why are you, why are you in with DK? Like, why are you friends with him? Like, X, Y, Z. And as well, they were like driving around because he was getting uh, repayment for the car that he destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and Han was like, yeah, so like, you know, his uncle's Yakuza mm-hmm. and like, my f- I think he said his like his mother or his aunt or his uncle or something like that had some sort of business and he was like yeah so like everybody's got to pay tax to the Yakuza and um, this kind of helps just prevent having less hassle on my family business he didn't say it exactly like that but it, that was the insinuation oh. um, and I also think that like 
I, I miss the, the family business. Thing. Yeah, you might have been making food at that point. There's an exceedingly handsome guy who's listed as exceedingly handsome guy. Oh my god. Satoshi. Oh, he's the he's the flag girl. He's the flag girl. He's the flag girl at the very beginning. Exceedingly handsome guy. Yeah, but he walks in. He like points at the hot girl and she goes ready, and then he points at the other hot girl and she goes set, and he goes go. Those are cowgirls starting line one and cowgirls starting line two. There you go, and then exceedingly handsome guy. Those are the those are the go the go girls. Okay. I I really want that that to be a band now. We have all of I love the I love the nun unnamed characters. They're great. There's not a lot of named characters in this movie, which is kind of weird. So I have to say the thing that kind of threw me for a loop was like we start off with this with so we start off with this super old guy in high school. <laughs> yeah, but they're <laughs> all old. Yeah, we start off with the oldest high school in America and it's like continuing education. And he's he he gets in. So there's there was this interesting thing that I noticed, which is like, oh, the, like the playwriter attended a few workshops. So it's like the first scene where he gets in a fight with this girl where he talks to the girl. She kind of like which is weird because she actually talks to him and makes fun of him. And then her boyfriend gets mad at him talking to her. But then, of course, it becomes flirting. And then anyways, but the boyfriend gets mad at him talking to her and that turns into a race. Mm -hmm. And then later on with the main bad guy, DK, like it's exact same situation where like he gets in with the girl and that makes the guy mad. I feel like this is the type of thing they were trying to make happen with Paul Walker with like, oh, he always gets in trouble with the ladies. But either like he didn't just didn't read for me and or they didn't write it into the script so it's just like yeah that's the guy who gets in trouble with the ladies but there's never any scenes with him like getting in with the ladies or getting in trouble with it they had two in this movie and they're almost identical but they set it up as like this is the thing that he does he gets in this this happens to him uh and then the next thing that they set up was like he missed a corner in the first race in america because he didn't know how to drift and they're like oh this is a guy who doesn't know how to take corners well and they set that up so that when he does his like I'm learning how to drift montage, is like he actually has a character development, if yeah. if not as a personality, at least as a skill. So there is some like nice. Once again, the fundamentals of the story are not horrible, like they're there. Yeah. Um, my favorite of this entire movie was that we start off in America because it's Fast and Furious. And we have to be in America, and we have to have a, wh- a white lead. And then all of a sudden we're like, <laughs> you're going to jail. The only way to not go to jail is to leave the country to Japan because your dad lives in Japan. Moving on. <laughs> like none of it's described. None of it's shown. It's amazing. It's such a great like uh, yada yada. We're in Japan. Yeah. I just, I kind of forgot. I mean, I remember the first race and everything like that, but then I was just kind of like, okay, like this is just like because he needs some sort of motivation to go to Japan as a white person and be living in Japan. And then he like shows up and his dad's like with his girlfriend or something like that. And his dad's just weird. And yeah, I don't know. It's so, I mean, what it does though is it also like doubles down on this whole like we're not having cops because like, the cops exist in America when they're like, he's going to go to jail because 
he lost this race. Now he's he's in a high schooler and like we might treat you as an adult. <laughs> he had priors. He's his third strike. This is his, his third, third strike. strike. Yeah. But he's also moved around before now. So like he's obviously been in trouble. Been in trouble and moved and they had this sense of like he's done it a number of times and even told Neela, Nina, uh Neela Le- later that he did the same thing. He like ran because like that's why he would always move around. So this is in a world where like the cops in different communities don't talk to each other in America. Like they just literally don't communicate because he can just move from county to county or state to state. Um, his dad still likes him and respects him, but was not around and it even moved to Japan, but it's still in communication with his mom and is willing to take him. That's true. So it's a very interesting relationship, this dad character. This is purely just like to get I, I think it would have been way more bold to do something like uh like have have his like existing family in America die. And the only person left is is his random could be his dad or it could be his uncle or it could be anyone who lives in Japan. Like that's his only living family member so he has to go there yeah the the kind of side plot of like you're not allowed to go out i mean that could have existed just because his dad's a dick it doesn't have to be like we made rules me and your mom and don't go near any cars and like all this weird drama that exists for no reason because he gets kind of half in trouble then he lies to his dad and then he just turns right around and is like okay look yeah i did it but this is something i have to do dad yeah, that and you get that right. You get right, Dad. You get. I have to do this, okay? So can I build that car that you've been building, and can we race the shit out of it? <laughs> that was a very like hilarious like thing where it's just like, yes, yes, of course, my son. Here, take my car and do a very dangerous thing against the yakuza because like that's not going to have any repercussions for me or anybody here, and also not dangerous in the slightest. I would definitely let my underage, like not yet eighteen but 25 yeah. um, son do this in a country against where the Yakuza are le- a legitimate institution. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And he's like, you know that, you know, they have an expression here, you know, the, the, the grass, the tall grass gets cut or like the nail that sticks out gets hammered down. Yeah. Speaking, you know, I may have said that, but let's race the fuck out of these cars. Let's do this. It's also funny, too, because so the only car. So I'm very aware of the car brands where. I'm yeah. Like, oh, OK, so they only have a Nissan motor. That's like mm-hmm. the only car brand that's in here because obviously Nissan gave them money. But they put the Nissan motor and I think a Mustang body like it was an American muscle car body. It was not a Nissan body. Oh, was it? I'm pretty sure it was a Mustang. It was it was an American an made. American. I think it was it was it was very referential of the American muscle cars that we saw in two and the the last uh, car that Vin Diesel drives in, in one, which is really interesting because it seems like every single like um, Fast and Furious movie needs to like end in an in an American referencing car. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but um, it definitely wasn't a Nissan body. Sean Boswell's early scenes, the one that he first first drifted. Was a Monte Carlo. Ooh. So this is, what is nice is, this is quite funny because we're such, 
This is like reviewing sports movies and not being into sports. <laughs> we really don't know much about cars. At least I'm speaking for myself. I mean, I know enough to know that that definitely wasn't a Nissan body and was definitely an American. Well, this body. is the first. This isn't the one that he drove yeah. later in the movie. The one that he drove at the beginning was a 1971 Chevrolet Monte Carlo SS. Ooh, that's that's a pretty car. I I know that the SS means it's the, like the it's a special super version. It's more expensive. S- super fast. Super souped. <laughs> super souped. Um, um, yeah. So that's that seems. But it, the question is, um, but I wh- think it's funny that later? they put a Nissan motor into this like um, American mm-hmm. American body, and everyone else, and it's like seems to be like every everyone else in in the um, Fast and Furious scenario. Um, yeah, Ford Mustang. There you go. That's the old the old junk into a cool race car. In I just was right. one day. <laughs> and he uses a V8 engine from the 2001 s- Nissan Skyline. Um, so, yeah, that's so there's all these cutscenes. It's very interesting to this like Nissan Motor and like because they're in Japan and also like drift racing mm-hmm. is like very much like of that brand is my understanding from my not doing any research or like really understanding a lot about cars, but enough to know that like a lot of um, that type of stuff is used like Japanese made cars um, or um, yeah. I think these are all Japanese cars for the most part. Yeah. And then the only, and then the only American car you see is usually driven by the American or the quote unquote, the hero, which I think is very referential to this like American hero, like kind of type that we see throughout this. And it's particularly relevant um, because this one doesn't actually take place in America. Anyway, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. No, for sure. And and we have the 1970 Plymouth Roadrunner GTX, which is Toretto's, the Vin Diesel Toretto's car that he always rocks out. Yeah, because the end of the first one, he's in his dad's, I think it's a Cadillac or something, whatever the black American muscle car it is, is like it's very specific and it's very like American versus yeah. a lot of the other racing cars. You don't actually see American except for like the douchey guys from Too Fast, Too Furious that are like, we're American muscle cars. Yeah, that was the only... And then they win the American muscle cars. And then they be- they make it cool again. They take it back. Yeah, But it is interesting. There is like a kind of thing about getting this American body because even even the one that he's yeah that Ford Mustang that he's driving 67 Ford Mustang they put the whole interior is this Nissan interior mm-hmm. in it although it is a V8 which is what he likes he's all like you wouldn't have that problem with a V8 <laughs> dudes <laughs> oh it's great I mean, it was very interesting though cuz like they've they've departed from I don't think there was anyone in this movie who was in the original 2 Except Vin Diesel at the very end. Yeah, and he was obviously there like, do you want to come back and do a cameo? And yes, yes, please do. Every single time. All the time, Vin Diesel. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And then he was like, wait a minute. I, you're still doing this? Can I get on board again and we make some more money? Like, please do. Welcome. Welcome back to the fold. Yeah. No, this gets... this gets. How did your triple X go? Kidding. That's mean. I shouldn't say that. He made money. <laughs> he did make money. It was pretty good. I remember the ads for that. I remember the ads more for Triple X than I did any sort of any Fast and Furious movie, to be honest. So yeah, yeah. I and I remember we watched Pitch Black a little while ago, and it was quite good. The concept was really, really great. Pitch Black was really good yeah. as like a B level mm-hmm. film. It was very good. But, um, yes, happy to see Vin Diesel back. That made my life. Um, 
I can't wait for the interaction between Brian and uh, Toretto and whether or not... Brian? Brian O'Donnell. O'Connell. I don't know. The the, the white guy from the first two movies. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, okay. I just, yeah. I want them, I want I want to see what happens, whether they're going to like punch each other, whether they're going to hug each other, whether like, I just, I want it, there's like a bromance going on there and I want it. I'm going to put more. money down on the table and this is, I don't remember it, but I bet you there's going to be one of these like, you got a lot of nerve coming back here and like, you son of a bitch. And they get all tight in each other's face and they're all like angry. And then they like embrace each other and smile. And they're like, oh, it's so great, brother. How you doing? It's going to be one of those moments where it's like, I fake don't like you, but I really do like you. Okay, we'll see. I'm putting money on that. I'm just interested, though, because also, like, his his sister was all caught up in that, right? Because they, they were like, I love you. I'm going to tell you I'm a cop. And then, like, we just never hear about her ever again Bye-bye. in the second movie. Yeah, I think she's gone. And she's, like, gone. But also, like, Dom loves his sister and like also mm-hmm. is she gonna come back or is like maybe she's gonna die who knows no don't say that well she wasn't in the second movie right no but dom wasn't in the second movie why would she be in the second movie other than like i'm gonna follow this guy who's obviously an undercover cop and go live in miami but he's not even a cop anymore he's i know like literally not a cop anymore it's a terrible plot but when we come back at fast and furious uh paul walker's not a cop anymore i know and dom will be back thank god and I think we're getting and Han back. will be back. Han, I think we're getting Han back. I think we might be getting back. Um, what was his name? Roman. Okay, I'm I okay think with Roman that. Roman might be coming back. I think we're starting to build like the real team. I think Ludacris might be back. I think they should do an Expendables with all of these. That's like, what these are. These are just the expendables, expendables with cars. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here for that. The yeah. I'm getting more invested though. I don't know if you can tell. I have lots of thoughts and feelings about them, and I I know what I like now. Now that I'm I'm in deep to the Fast and Furious. Oh, we're getting into it. I mean, definitely like all the actual driving was much more impressive, and they did a lot of like very impressive stunts. Mm-hmm. Like all obviously, almost exclusively drift stunts. But there was like some when the first race at DK wins when he drifts up that off ramp on the yeah. parking garage. But that perfect drift, like, oh. it was like a th- 190 degrees or so, like, at that perfect angle where he's filling the whole lane, but coming around in that not straight angle. Like, uh, like that was an, an incredibly impressive drift. If, if those are real, like, that's, like, fucking insane. And they put their money in the right place. Or the, the circular drift that Han does around this parked car, which they make a whole thing out of. No, but that's they were really stopped at the stoplight. He was hitting well, on those ladies. Yeah, he was hitting on those ladies. And then he got a w- number from her. Like she gave him a number. He just yeah. he just looked at her and she just popped out a number. I mean, I would have. But like that's a really impressive stunt to just do a donut around a parked car, drifting like that. Like that stuff is super impressive. And and so all the like they did stitching and like when they were on the edge of a mountain, I'm pretty sure there's a few shots that were like green screened in to make it look like it was close to the edge. But all yeah. the lar- all the longer shots and the drift shots were really really impressive. It was really really good technical skill. There was also like driving. several like car crashes and car like rolling instances yeah. that you saw, which so I don't know legit. if they they did it with a remote control or whether they actually had a stunt driver in it. But um, like those moments and like those are the type of moments too that like really get me too because I was like, oh my god, are they gonna die? Um, oh, and a lot of those drivers you didn't see again, so I'm pretty sure at least one or two of them died. Like that that one Tokyo drifter who did a head-on collision. 
you don't see that guy again. He's yeah, gone. Yeah, that's true. That guy's dead. Yeah, which is like kind <laughs> of awkward. I don't know. There's like a weird um like weird like oh this guy's not important so we can just kill him and nobody will really care but it's also kind of like indicating like how dangerous this actually is but obviously we know that none of our like heroes will die oh except for han r.i.p han but not but not because he comes back i'm very confused i'm interested to hear what happens like maybe yeah maybe he faked his death it makes the timeline of where tokyo drift exists in the fast and furious timeline very confusing yeah, maybe he got out of the car. No, I don't think so. I think we watched Han die. I just think like the next five movies or four movies are like before Tokyo Drift. That's also very weird because Han is in high school. <laughs> no, 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 no. Han isn't in high school. Han isn't in high school with everyone? No, no. You're just getting confused because the high school kids are played by 30-year-olds. No, Han <laughs> is not. Han is like a legit major player. Like Han, None of those... The only kids who were in high school was Bow Wow and our lead Southern white guy, and and the and the lead woman and the girl, yeah. But Han Han's not like Han's a self-made man. He's working. He's he's right. he's like in his twenties or thirties. Like he's had a past. Twenties or thirties? I least. feel like he's in his twenties. It would be weird that his friend, who's a probably the same age as him, is dating somebody in high school if like they're like in their thirties. Han, someone who's the same age as Han. So the Yakuza guy, the Yakuza nephew, DK, DK, use his name, respect the king. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I just he, the, DK, the, the Drift King, you the mean Drift to say. King. Yeah. So DK is probably where we're meant to kind of assume that he's about the same age as. Han, no. And it's weird because DK is definitely dating somebody in high school. So no. they can't be that much older than like graduating high school. DK is older than her for sure. She's yeah, but like not, it can't be that much older. It can't I be 30. S- well, the thing is like, there, there are definitely 30 year olds who date high school kids. Is that something that they're willing to put in a movie? Sure. So, okay, let's well. look at the actor's age. The woman who played Neela... Born in 84. Born in Peru. DK, born in 77. So in real life, he's, what, seven years older than her? Yeah. In real life. He's aged well. We're looking at his IMBD, and he has aged well. Oh, yeah, he's looking good. Lucas Black, born in 82. So he's two years older than her, but they're playing about the same age, like seniors. Mm Mm-hmm. Han, born in 72. Han's the oldest among all these actors. Or Sung Kong, I should say. All right. So he's a solid, in real life, 10 years older than the lead actor. But he was, I think, playing at least 10 years older than him. Really? I didn't pick that up at all. Maybe because I just assumed that they were all in high school or, like, freshly graduated because, like, it's weird... I think the only connection was through the girl is what happened. Yeah, but if yeah, you're but like... she's dating an older guy. Which is totally DK, fine. And then DK's partners with another guy who's older than DK, who's Han. Okay. That's how I saw it. Okay, I'm not against your theory. I just, I didn't pick that up at all. I assume that they were all playing like early 20s and like 
16, 17, because they're seniors in high school. 17, 18, I guess. So this was made in 2003, the movie? Was it? No, the first one was Six. 2003. Yeah, there you go. No, the first one was... <gasps> Were they making both of them at the same time? No, it wasn't made in 2003. You're, you're, they're all three years apart. The last one was 2003, the la- and then the first one was 2001. Right. Sorry, I'm getting confused because the fashion is very similar. Also, uh, so much midriff, guys. It'll all start midriff. evolving. I'm um, very excited. So Han, the actor, mm-hmm. was 34 during this movie. I don't think he was playing a 34-year-old, though. But that's just my feeling. That is my gut feeling, which is fine. But I don't, I just, I don't think that we were meant to read him as mid-35. Although we were meant to read, like, the 25-year-old as, like, a 17-year-old. So, like, who knows anymore? I also feel like this probably isn't a super big priority for them. They were just like, we need cool people to play these people. Um, Well, let's see. Yeah, in 2006, the lead would have been 24? Yeah. Yeah. So like seventeen in movies. Yeah, twenty four playing eighteen. I think is what he was going for. All yeah. right. All right. Whatever. I mean I mean, I'm just excited that I get more Han. He's he's the best thing to come out of this movie. I feel like we we uh drifted out of the oh. line um for the yeah, no, we did I think the franchise drifted a little bit out of it's lane <laughs> out of its lane and uh in fast and furious i think it's going to come back and um we're going to get some traction <laughs> and <laughs> the story's really going to take off yeah 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 said go um yeah for w- I, I weirdly i don't feel like i have as much to say about tokyo drift like it felt like it could stand alone as its own movie it didn't even need to have a fast and furious brand on it fast and furious brand kind of like allowed them to do the same kind of stuff but and allows han to come back into the fast yeah and family yeah but like for the most part it was like okay like fast and furious is a brand but it's it's also just like how do we make a story about racing and about like you know like we just want to have some like sexy bodies and fast cars and racing and like that's what you do like you could call this you could have called this anything you could have called this dk you could have called this right you could have called this tokyo drift king or something drift king of tokyo yeah it would have been basically the same and uh, would have probably been like viewed as almost the exact same movie. Like, yeah, it was a fun whatever. Like, well, they probably did Fast and Furious to get the budget, right? So they probably got Fast and Furious budget dollars for Tokyo Drift, um, right? Which uh, and also like people are like, oh, there's a new Fast and Furious movie. Like, it's like the same thing where everybody goes to see every Bond movie until the end of time. Um, so it, it would make sense where it's like, oh, the Fast and Furious movie this year is this one. Yeah. Um, so it allowed the brand definitely helps. Yeah. I think I think they also learned a lot from the second film and realized that like they have a budget but it's better for them to use the real driving Mm -hmm. and they also realize like the you know and this is what we talked about a little bit in the first two is that like drag racing is boring as hell to watch yeah 
And they even make a joke of at the very end where he's like, this is ain't no 10 second race. Right. Right. And like drag racing. Yeah. It's like 10 seconds, quarter mile. It's like a sprint. It's boring as hell. And it's not fun to watch. And we avoided watching it in the first movie. We made up a version of drag racing, I think, where you go somewhere and then return as opposed to just going straight. Mm-hmm. And in this one, they're like, no, 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 it's it's drifting. So it's all about turns because you're in a city and it's like tight. Yeah. And it's also this style, I guess it was a style in Japan that was becoming a big thing. It probably was already 10 years old at that point or maybe more because that's how movies work like that. But there would have been like really, really good professional drift racing coming out of Japan. And they're like, hey, we can just get a lot of these pro racers and like stunt drivers to drive for us. And there's like a whole scene in Japan that we can help spread. And it looks fun on camera as opposed to just driving straight. That's true. That's very true. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I like, I don't know. I just, I liked this better than too fast, too furious. I think they, it was a better storyline. Like the Mm -hmm. conflicts were more substantial. Um, The things that I really disliked about the second one weren't super present, i.e. the cops and like that (laughs) weird thing. Also Um, the stupid giant stakes, which we're going to return to. Like bigger than life stakes. Like you have to solve this thing. We have to, we need the best of the best. I don't even want you here. This one was just like a kid who gets caught up in drag racing. Yeah. And then like pisses off the Yakuza and all that jazz. And then because of some girl, which is like very funny because it seems like always our male leads need to have some sort of like problems with the ladies or like just become like dumbfounded when it comes to women, which is kind of ridiculous. Um, Yeah. The other thing I really enjoyed was uh, Bow Wow's car, his like Hulk. The Hulk car. The Hulk car. <laughs> I don't funny. know. I wonder if it was. It had to be like we will give you money and we will give you like I don't. I was the Hulk coming out at this point. Was this one of the, like the Hulk iteration movies? Um, but it also just like I don't know. I found I found Bow Wow to be really endearing because of that, and I was like, oh my god, he's just like an adorable nerd. Like he's just. He just like loves the Hulk and he loves his car and he's so proud of his car. And like, I just, I really like that about him. Um, so there's a 2003 Hulk movie and there's a 2008 Hulk movie. And this movie was made in 06. I have a feeling it was kind of a subtle plug for the, if it was from the same um, production company or the same kind of, you know what I mean? Um, hmm. But yeah, so like, I, like I just, I also just like Bawa's character because he also very much like Ludacris seemed to have his own story and his own side plot and his own life outside of mm-hmm. this whole world of drift racing. Um, also, a, um, a capitalist, right? Like he would also like selling things, and then lead white guy like saved him, and he's like, "Fuck, now I'm gonna have to give everyone an exchange." Yeah, he's like a dealer trader, yeah. which is. I don't know. I, f- I like. I found it really interesting. I really liked his character. I mm-hmm. mean, I usually like that that kind of archetype in the story. Um, we could definitely do a deep dive on like why it's a black person and why there's a lot of embedded stuff, but we don't have time to do that. Why on comedic this podcast. black f- supporting roles are really big in uh, films that are popular with white Southerners. Yes. <laughs> Is that yeah? That's yeah. the the can we're not going to uh, unpack right now. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we sure. c- we could. I no, feel I don't, like I need I'm to do interested. some homework before I I say those types of things. But I just like want to point out that we should be aware of that. that. This is fast no, and I know. Um, 
I just like I just I know if people are listening, they'll be like, "Well, of course you like that character because blah," and they're gonna. It's just, oh, there's I, a I huge just, amount want, to unpack and untangle. Yeah, so I just want to be like, "Hey, like I'm saying this, but I also mm-hmm. recognize and like you know like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited to see if there's I'm not there's not there's definitely not it's definitely gonna be sh- Paul Walker until the end of time. Well, until the Rock shows up. Th- there's an overlap. There is an oh right. There is one movie of overlap before. I think two Paul maybe. Walker. I think there might be two or th- yeah, at least two. Okay, well you know yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens there. Also, uh, Jason Statham comes in. <gasps> what you did not tell me that. Well, that's Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw is The Rock and Jason Statham. For some reason, I thought it was Ben Diesel, but maybe I'm just getting my bald guys mixed up. Yeah, no, it's it's British bald guy and The Rock. <laughs> Oh, I'm yeah, so Yeah, actually, here for I this. think Jason Statham shows up first. And then The Rock. Yeah, it's it gets we still So You were just spoiling all of the things. I'm sorry, but this is this is like I'm getting closer into like the memory of having seen these films now that we're getting like closer towards the modern stuff. And these first 3 and I never saw Tokyo Drift before this, but these first 3 really are the like Will this franchise survive? What is this franchise? What are we trying to do here? I think starting with Fast and Furious and moving on, which is the fourth film, things are going to start getting, like, just they're going to start turning up all the dials. I think it's just going to get bigger and more extreme because when I think about this movie, this type of small stakes, like, it's just a kid who's, like, got in a race with the nephew of a Yakuza guy who we never really see except for, like, one or two scenes. And the Yakuza guy never really threatens their life. He's just, like, a guy who, like, gives le- legitimacy and kind of scariness to the lead bad guy who's just, mm-hmm. like, a shitty rich kid, basically. He's yeah. just basically a shitty rich kid. Um, but we don't want the cops involved, so it's Yakuza. Thank God. But... Uh, it yeah, like it's we're we're going into uh this franchise just goes off a deep end in a big way, just like the Mission Impossible movies and even James Bond films. Like it just kind of um, Pierce Brosnan and James Bond films. It just goes way off. I feel like I'm kind of here for that because I feel like if if Too Fast Too Furious like actually leaned in harder and tried to have less of a plot line mm-hmm. that I had to try and care about, I think I would have liked it more to be honest. Right. Like the first one had really, really good, like a really, really good, well-rounded story yep. where you had a lot of these characters and this appropriate tension and all this kind of stuff. The second one was kind of like, this is kind of weird. Like this is like, it's like everything was kind of half-assed except for, and even even the racing was half-assed because they just did CGI for half yeah, of it. Yeah, it's terrible. And then this one, you kind of, we're kind of back to the semblance of like a story that's like really interesting with, again, character development and kind of like this growing thing. And so like, if they abandon all hope of like a story that I have to then care about and then just go like kind of up to 11 with like everything else. And there's like a lot of like, Oh my God, what just happened moments? What am I watching? I'm also here for that. I'm very much that person. I, I love that shit. Well, I think that's what we're, we're, that's what we're moving towards. I mean, obviously still all the answers will be solved by driving cars. Um, and we're still going to have a lot of babes. The fashion's going to start changing because we're getting into 2009 next. The next film is 2009. So exciting. So that's going to be a f- almost a decade, eight years after the first film came out. So things have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it's you know uh, looking at the title fast and furious it's they're kind of trying to go back to the original just remove the definite article I'm here for that, you know. I mean, I again, everyone shits on Tokyo Drift. Everyone, when I told them we were doing this project, mm-hmm. everyone was like, oh, you can just skip Tokyo Drift. It's, like, not good, all this stuff. And I was like, I, I'm kind of at a loss as to, like, you wanted me to skip Tokyo Drift, but you were totally okay with me watching Too Fast, Too Furious. Mm. Like, is it just because Paul Walker's not in this one? Um, and everyone just kind of, like, shits on Tokyo Drift. But, like, I don't know. I found it. It was fun. It was enjoyable. Um, it had moments. I was there was moments where I was actually like really excited to see like people that I love like Bow Wow and Vin Diesel and Lucas Black. Um, <laughs> Lu- <laughs> Lucas Black. I'm like, hey, that it's also really funny Frank to guy. watch movies that have been made like 10, 12 years before now, and you see all of these people that are like really kind of now famous or like have in these reoccurring roles in different places and now you're just like oh this must have been like one of his like f- like his big breakout movie that kind of yeah. got him into rooms to get like NCIS this is a huge like role that. for Lucas Black it was a lead role in an, in an action movie like this yeah. is huge and that's like that's what I'm saying is it's also kind of yeah. interesting to see all of like there was a guy from Home Improvement one of the sons from Home Improvement yeah. is at the very beginning and he's always kind of now every time I see him now in movies he's playing the same guy because he's definitely got this like type and even as he's aged he's able to be like I am a high school student football player <laughs> um, which is like very funny but yeah so like I don't know Tokyo Drift I don't I I it's not that I would fully wholeheartedly recommend it but I'm like it's not a bad movie like have a couple beers sit on the couch you know like. Def- Definitely better than the second one. Yeah, so much better than the what second they def- one. What they didn't do, though, which is interesting, and this is where we'll see evolution, is the second one leaned into the absurdity of the f- of the first. The, the second one was leaning into, like, this is a ridiculous story. Like, we don't even care. Whatever. The cops are stupid. We're just doing some racing. And, like, we're going to do a silly, like, topless sh- shot that we talked about with... Um, yeah. Right? W- with, with Rome. With Rome and it his, it was like a self-aware topless shot, right? So. But it was like these jokey and like, oh, he did the he did the drive and stare on you. That was my idea. Like, like yeah, all that's or I taught him, right? Now this one, what they did was they like removed that type of humor. Yeah, I did miss the quippiness, which I think I mentioned to you all. So there was no quippiness like in this film almost at all. Bow Wow had kind of the most, but even he was like very very toned down. Yeah. Um. Everything was much more grounded and it was like much more serious and it was still a little ridiculous, but no one was winking and no one was kind of self-aware. Yeah. Um, So it kind of bounced back from that in the second movie. After the second movie, it bounced back to this more serious. And now we'll see it and the franchise kind of like bounce again and kind of say, no, we don't want to be this serious or how serious do we want to be? And they have to kind of find the line of like how quippy and silly do we want to be and over the top and how serious and grounded do we want to be. And as we said in the second one, like Vin Diesel helps ground everything just because of like his charisma and his capacity to just like not overplay things. Mm -hmm. And so he can keep it grounded while they then reach further into the absurdity and the quippiness. Right. Yeah. I'm here for that. Cause I don't think Paul Walker can provide that grounding by himself. Um, also because like his entire persona is just a ridiculous construction in general. Like he's a, he used to be a cop and now he's not a cop, but now he's a really good drag racer and he's like kind of wanted, but not really. But now his like things, anyway, we'll get into that next time. But, um. Oh, he's the perfect example of just like a white guy who's good at stuff and his character traits are 
he's too good at stuff. And he's good looking. Yeah, like he's too good at being good. He's too good looking. He's too charismatic. He's he's too honorable so that he lost his job as a cop because he's too honorable. Um, he's too loyal. Like he's too good of a driver. There's not really anything that he's bad at. Like in this movie... Sean Boswell, white dude, <laughs> by Lucas Black. Like the first thing he like almost loses this race, kind of does. Even though he wins, he like destroys his car. He doesn't win. He kind of does, doesn't he? Oh, in the very first one. Sorry, yeah, I was thinking the of the first one in, in Tokyo. That's no, no, no. The very, the first, very first, the one, very yeah. first race. He kind of wins. Yeah, but he also um, like but he destroys his car. Absolutely ruins it. Yeah, and those other people almost die. He gets fucked up, like, and he fails his turns. Like, he has to kind of like he skids out on a turn or two. Like, he's he's a flawed driver who's good. He's really mm-hmm. good, but he has some flaws. Paul Walker's never had a flaw in his driving. We've never seen a single flaw in his driving. It's true. He just gives other people shit about their flaws in their driving. And in the first movie, they gave him shit until he proved that he still is better than everyone except for. Dom. It's like it's like people giving Scotty Pippen shit because he's not as good as Michael Jordan, but he's still better than like everyone else on the floor. And it's like, oh, who are you? This new kid who's not very good. It's like, yeah, but I was like neck and neck with the best driver in the whole franchise mm-hmm. up until the very end. It's like, oh, look at you, new kid. It's like, but yeah, no, he's he's by far the best driver other than Dom, who is like the Jesus of driving in this franchise. Yeah. Um there's no character with with Paul Walker and he's this like very like get lost in the depths of his icy blue eyes type of a a guy but there's not really anything there except just like look good and charismatic and do your thing right like dom has his like at least i came from i had some troubles and i i believe in family and i i like to race cuz it like that first monologue in the first movie he hangs his hat that character's hat is hung on that first monologue from the first movie. And I think they just, as we watch, you'll see like every single thing he does for the rest of this fr- franchise is based on that like one monologue and they might give him another one in the next film. <gasps> but those two monologues are like, they set up his character's decision-making process for the rest of the franchise. Like, who is he? But it's more than Paul Walker gets ever. Like, at least Dom knows... And like when Vin Diesel's looking at his character and like, well, what am I doing and what am I thinking? It's like, oh, well, I have this establishing monologue that kind of I'm sharing exactly what I think and feel about the world. Mm -hmm. And I can always go back to that and be like, okay, well, how does that statement relate to this moment? Even if it's two movies later. And Paul Walker's just like... Well, because we don't really know who Paul Walker is, right? He doesn't... Yeah. So uh, when we when we see him, he's this like undercover cop who's playing a specific person, yeah. and then in the second movie, he just becomes that person. Yeah. So it's like There's very no weird where you're like, oh, wait, are you actually this person that we were doing undercover? Which is very weird because then you see Eva Longoria, who's like very deep undercover. Yeah. And she's like sort of that person, but not that person. By the end yeah. of it, you're like, oh, you're actually like a very competent like agent and doing all these things yeah. and are like all this stuff and. Um, you won't be going into years of therapy. <laughs> yeah, and so it's very interesting, and and like I don't know, I'm just I'm very excited for the return of Dom, and yes. um, just I'm also just excited to see the like the building of the Fast and Furious crew because I do I do love mm-hmm. like bro movies where it's like kind of this like I I really love watching male friendship. 
um, in a really like kind of intimate and sensitive way. Not like like there's there's movies like Point Break that do it very well, and there are other movies that don't do it very good. So I'm excited to see what kind of how this develops throughout the franchise. Um, I'm very excited because we're now past kind of the the on ramp to the f- to the franchise. Oh my god! <laughs> and now you know I love a good pun. <laughs> And now, you know, just like let we're those engines cruising. roar, you know, like, <laughs> like we're uh, we're just going to live this franchise a quarter mile at a time. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, until next time, I think this was a good this is a good adventure. Um, I'm looking forward to Fast and Furious. Me, too. I think it's going to be a nice like kind of palate cleanser and like move. I think it's going to be a nice movement forward. Mm-hmm. This felt like a little bit of a detour, and uh, so I'm excited to get back on the back on the main course and and palate cleanse from Fast and Furious. <laughs> too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> We're still palate cleansing from it's Too Fast, Too Furious. It's a lot, guys. Two movies so later. bad. It's so bad. So if we were to rate, if we were to rate our movies so far, if we're three in. What's our top? One, three, and then two. Okay, so so far the Fast and Fur- the Fast and the Furious is the best. Tokyo Drift is our second favorite. Too Fast, Too Furious is, is very clearly the bottom right now, and probably will remain the bottom. Yeah, with any luck. I would say so. I it mean, was like tough to f- it was really tough to get through. It was yeah. I like I was like oh my god, how much is left? I was like oh okay, yeah. it's like this much. Okay, like we we can do yeah. it. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So until next time, we'll talk to you next weekend after we watched. Uh, fast and furious buckle those seatbelts and uh keep your eye on the road (laughs) (laughs) so how'd you end up over here anyway well you know those old westerns the cowboys make a room for the border this is my mexico why did you let me race with your car you knew I was going to wreck it. Why not? Because it's a lot of money. I have money. It's trust and character I need around me. You know, who you choose to be around you, but you know who you are. You one car in exchange for knowing what a man's made of. That's a price I can live with. those people down there. They follow the rules for what? They're letting fear lead them. What happens if they don't? Life's simple. You make choices and you don't look back. <laughs>